gotta get the neck in good working order. Alright, you ready for this? I guess. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Alright, three, two, one, action. What's up, guys? It is September 13th or 14th. Um, is it? It's the 14th. It's the 14th, I think. Is it? I can't I remember, know. honestly. Um, no free ads. Let me get that off there real quick. Yeah, you better get that out of there. So what's up, Greg? How was your weekend, man? Uh, could have been better. Uh, football contest didn't go as well as ask I him who, them. Ask Guys, ask him how badly I beat him. I don't even know how bad you beat me. The, an- the answer would be smacked. Uh, maybe. It wasn't smacked. Let's Give look it up. Break. Let's look at the stats. Go look it up. So if anybody that doesn't know, we're in obviously a ton of fantasy football leagues. That is like ever since Kaylee moved to Hawaii, which if you don't know, my girlfriend is a traveling nurse in Hawaii. My obsession has been to just do, which I don't know why I'm using that as an excuse because that's pretty much my obsession every year. I was going to say, I mean, you <laughs> did it even when she was here. So that's kind of funny when you say yeah, that. Yeah, I, I did probably more leagues actually when she was here. Um, and you got her included too, which I is did, scary. I did. So the best thing I can tell anybody that's out there that if you do do fantasy and your friends or your loved one or whatever isn't about it, make a league for them with their cousins or their friends or something like that and just get them started because they'll come back and keep coming back and it's very, very fun. Fantasy football brings people together, folks. Always remember Unless that. Unless you smack them. Wow, it was only by 12, but still. Yeah, so I've been great by it. 12. I don't want to um, hear it. Our defenses were garbage. Yeah, I had the same oh defense God. in a ton of leagues. Um, so that was – oh, my gosh. Hello, Lily from Paris. I think they're still in Paris. Cody and Lily are in Paris, so they're tuning in from overseas. Do we have international people? Oh, we, that's well, awesome. I mean, they're – I mean, technically. They're American. But it's international, though. But they're not international people. But they're internationally watching us, though. Then change your verbiage. They're All not right, international fine. people. They are watching internationally. I, I would go that route. I'm sorry. It happens. Other than it's just kind of actually. offensive that you keep just tossing now. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, oh, Italy. Italian flag. They're in Venice. Ah, cool. Mm, uh, I could go for some Italian food right now, actually. Well, I, I just want to say, first and foremost, Lily, that the break from Cody has been Amazing. Ooh, Saints defense. Okay, Ty, so let's get oh. into that real quick because I, I know that I, I had the Saints defense in four leagues. I won seven leagues, so I, I'm seven for seven in the first week. I'm not mad about that. The reason, though, you picked the Saints defense, and this is all completely true in my opinion, they ended last year as the 10th overall defense in the NFL. They had the defensive player of the year. They had um, the rookie defensive player of the year, too. Rookie, yeah. Uh, sorry, just rookie, not yeah, defensive player. Yeah. They still have a decent line. They have, um, what is that other, the gentleman that blew the miracle in Minnesota. Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams, thank you. Tremendous talent. That defense is literally um, better than people give it credit for. Shout out, Brett. Brett, who is actually crashing on my couch tonight and could not make it for, we tried to get him on that surprise to you i know oh uh, come on that was not fun. on instead of, oh okay i thought you were mad because instead of you no 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 uh, brett thank fun. you brother um glad to have you back so okay so anyways back to the saints defense tie i i have no issue with the saints defense moving forward 
But it's one of those things where there's so many defenses on the waiver wire. Like, I dropped them and I picked up the Bears and everything. Granted, the Bears lost, but their defense with Khalil Mack gets you some points. The Saints' defense, though, is good. Yes, they got lit up by Ryan Fitzpatrick, but, I mean, they are a good defense. I also we'll get into Fitzmagic was too much. That is, I want to point this out. This was week one, people. It was week yeah, but it one. I know it matters, but it was week one. You can't read too much into uh, week one when it comes to this stuff. Matt, whenever you get home and get a beer, let us know. We will cheers with you, my good friend. Exactly. Um, no, I thought. Okay, so let's 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 just start off strong. Let's start off with the NFL. Let's go. Um, we're gonna touch a little bit in the NFL. We'll get some other sports. Uh, I was super late getting back to my own apartment today, we, so there really wasn't a production meeting. Yeah, we barely had one. I just I chugged a beer before we started, so that was our production meeting. Brett, if you're gonna quote Little Wayne, please do it correctly. The Carter Five dropping on Friday, people. Thank God, actually. You know, mm. did you see he? Um, he's now the sole owner of of Young Money. It was like a split thing with cash money before, and as of like... Wait, wait, he bought all Birdman? Yeah. Really? And that's why we haven't heard from him in a long time. There was legal issues, trying to get the Carter name back, all that stuff. But he bought out Birdman, and he owns Young Money full out, which like, honestly, hot take, he's the single most unappreciated rapper of all time. Unappreciated? Yes. He is top three all time when you look at what he's created and his lyrics and everything and no one gives him credit i don't think he gets Dude, enough credit man. tell me if i'm wrong guys i think i honestly think little wayne is so underappreciated in the rap game he made every single rapper use like he there's no drake without him there's no Nicki minaj without him without I, drake there's almost no rappers that I, are big I, right I, now. I mean that's fair but i mean Damn, dude! Like the Carter Three dropped when I was in high school, and that was like that was amazing when that happened. Birdman is technically yes, Matt, you are Birdman. Um, Ty, huh. Birdman is Little Wayne's adopted father. Yes, uh, tell yeah, me if yeah, I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. he's his adopted father. So Little Wayne grew up in New Orleans, adopted by Birdman in Cash Money, started Young Money, split up when basically Young Thug, um, and wow, who's the other one? There's the other guy, yeah. Young Thug, and um, there's another rapper. Tell me, uh, somebody please research department. David Seckley is not here yet. Um, what's up, Colorado? Would Seckley like, even research that? He would for me. <laughs> um, Cardi would have a wel- welt either. Wouldn't have a welt from the shoe. No, let's not get into no Cardi and Nicki Minaj debate here. No, nope, Matt, I'm you can't say to. he's the best rapper in all of high school and then say he's not under. You're, go home. Go home and get a beer. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Yes. Scratch it. Okay. Um, let's just start off blankly. What was, in your mind, the most important football game that happened this weekend? So not your favorite. Like, which one actually meant something to the rest of the season? Ooh, you know what? That's tough. Um, I, I, I had, like, a bunch of different ideas in my head of what I was going to go, but when you said important. Yeah, I'm going to talk about your favorite and okay, okay. storylines. Yeah. Important? I'm going to start off in kind of weird. I'm going to say Green Bay and Chicago. Yeah. I think it was important because, first off, watching Chicago for like the first two and a half quarters, I saw their potential. I like Trubisky. <laughs> Trubisky looked Trubisky phenomenal. looks good. Honestly, I was super it, surprised. It's crazy seeing him with actual weapons now because he actually looks like a capable yeah, quarterback. Khalil Mack, for like the first two and a half quarters, I was like, Welp, that's your defensive player of the year right there. <laughs> Holy okay, hell. Okay, we'll talk about that. Because I agree with you. that, And we'll get into the, the, um, right. the Packers side of it, but... Khalil, talk about instant gratification. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, basically, for anyone that doesn't know, for some freaking reason, and please tell me if I'm wrong on this one. For some reason, let's start way back. For some reason, the Raiders fired Jack Del Rio. There is not a thing in hell that they should have fired Jack Del Rio for, except for the fact that John Gruden 
is popular. Right. Hasn't coached in forever. Mm-hmm. They fire him after what is a bad year. After he literally took that team almost to a championship. Like, which, it, it blows my mind. Which, so, so, which, ahead, by the way, which, by the way, hot take, Jason Witten is not a good color commentator. That was the worst. Mon- that was the worst. I, I could have done way better. Not that good. was the single not worst good. crew I have ever seen cover a football game. They, were, like, they would just be like. Yep. And. No, don't talk yet. Well, that was a play. Yeah. That was it. That, that was my Monday night. That's terrible. God, like, after seeing Tony Romo, like, just be, like, a little kid in a candy shop, like, calling a game and stuff, you would have thought, oh, Jason Winton's going to be good at this. Nope. Why? Maybe. Nope. Okay, the only reason I think maybe that's different is I love Jason Winton as a guy. I love Jason Winton as a player, but, God, he is horrible as a color And he doesn't dissect the same way that that Tony Romo does in his play, so he doesn't dissect... Tony Romo literally sat there and said, oh, I, I trained for this defense. They're doing this, yep. or I know this offense. I mean, it might this. explain why most quarterbacks you, are usually end up the ones that become color commentators or something. Yeah, so anyways, okay. Back to this Raiders thing. John Gruden comes in. Whatever. You sign Gruden, I'll tell you what, man. He's a good uh, good coach there, man. Which, now, by the way, 10 years. Ugh. Let's talk about this really quick. One thing majorly ruined by this signing was the Gruden QB camp because they replaced it with Russell Wilson. Why do you have a current quarterback who literally is the most boring human on the planet? Other I than like him, Russell, and he's boring. Other than him being married to Sierra, he's boring. Boring. He's boring. When's the last time she dropped a good song? Still boring. Every aspect of his life, boring. <laughs> Future came at him. Russell's like, well, that's his opinion, man. Boring. And Everything it, about him. And horrible. his stepson is named Future, by the way. So, so, anyways, the, the the problem. Okay, so we get into that. The bigger issue here, though, is the simple fact that Grunin is a quote unquote football guy. Name a better freaking football guy than a two position All Pro Defensive Player of the Year that went to Buffalo and was taken in the top ten of a draft. Like it blows my mind. And top, then he comes out top five. He was. was I thought he was six. I thought it was five. Okay. Wait. Right, top, either way, top six. We'll say top that. Top six, sorry. Um, when, okay, so let's look at it that way. He basically came out and said that – so there's three people here that Gruden pissed off, in my opinion. Khalil Mack. He said Khalil didn't want to be here, man. It's like, all right, cool. Like, I wouldn't want to be there either. I like Jack Del Rio. Whatever. I love Gruden as a guy, not as a coach. Second person they pissed off. Had to be, had to be the Rams because they <laughs> – or no, the Bears, excuse the me. Bears, the Bears, the Bears, Bears. The Bears. Bears. <laughs> because when they made this trade, the reason they didn't send him to L.A., and there's all these rumors about how um, the Rams had a package. The Rams' package was to pay him the franchise tag this year and a little extra and then let him go in free agency next year. The Rams are all in on this season. They really are, It wasn't man. a long-term deal. They were literally like, let me put you next to Aaron Donald and all these freaking and amazing. Sue. Oh, God. So, But anyways, he pissed off the Bears because the reason they took this trade is because they told the Rams, no, nah, your pick will be way too low. We want somebody high. So they're basically like, well, the Bears suck, blah, blah, blah. It's mind-blowing. The third person he's pissed off in the past week is Derek Carr. Yeah. I don't. Did you see what he... Yeah. Okay, basically, like, we all know, if you play fantasy, if you're a fan in the NFL, we all know what Amari Cooper is capable of doing. We also all know that Amari Cooper rarely does what he's capable of doing. I've gotten burned talent. many times for it, by the way. Now, the excuses in the past where Carr was hurt or they had Crabtree who sucked up the, right. the receptions and BS. What it comes down to, though, is he said, because you have to pick a side here. I, in my opinion, you have to pick a side, Carr or Cooper. One of them was terrible yeah. in the game. 
One of them was just off. And he said, Cooper got open and we didn't hit him. You signed Derek Carr to what was the most expensive contract in football after was. he broke it. You know what I mean? No, well, that changes yeah, everything. Yeah, well, that's not even going on that road. But the whole point is that you basically just put out, you put out your best defensive player, gone. Your quarterback, your franchise quarterback. Screw you, man. Mm. It, it, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I I'm a Jack Del Rio guy, and I I like Gruden, and I know that everyone viewing this likes Gruden as a guy. And trust me, when he was on Gruden's QB camp, oh my lord, did I watch that stuff all the freaking time. Right, as a guy, he was great to watch. As a color commentator, he was great to watch because the way he dissected Gruden's games, grinder, man, Gruden's, Gruden's grinder. grinder. I mean, he called out David DeCastro literally every time the Steelers played, which I loved. Whatever. But at the same time, like, holy hell, you want to talk about just starting off on the wrong food? Food? I said food. Ugh. What body party is that? I have no idea. Not I'll only, tell you what, man. Not all, pronounced a food, foot, not a food. N- yeah, not only did you piss off your quarterback, you trade away your best player. You basically took power away from your GM, who essentially took the Raiders out of salary cap hell, by the way. Reggie McKenzie is a god. I don't care who the hell disagrees with me. He is amazing. But watching that defense play against the Rams was just, oh, that was ugly. Now, the Rams are, in my opinion, um, probably one or two in the best all-around teams in the NFL right now. Yeah. And I, I like McVay a lot. He's not giving me a reason to not like him. What was uglier, watching the Raiders play or listening to Jason Wynn's commentary? Oh, Witten's commentary. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, w- I would have rather been a fan of the Buffalo Bills this weekend than have to sit through another Jason Witten commentary. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Damn. All right, so let's go back to we asked you to name the game that you thought was the most important. You touched mm-hmm. on the Bears. Yeah. What about the Packers? Oh, man. Uh, watching Aaron Rodgers just completely take that team to the promised land, <laughs> it, it was amazing. It literally made, yeah, it you, it made you remind yourself – he is the best quarterback in the NFL in terms of talent. In terms of talent, I want to say that right now because yes, everyone's going to argue about Tom Brady and all this other bullcrap about it. But in terms of well, overall, and I don't think they're saying Tom Brady's the best in the league right now. Right, he's the greatest of all time. He's the greatest of all time because situational, because, right? Talent wise, you could yeah. argue Rodgers is talent the wise. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL, and he oh, yeah. reminded you that even on a bad knee. That is scary. Right, it's either him about. or Joe Flacco after this weekend. So let's not get into that. I, it's, it's, uh. He played the Bills. Come on. Um, no, I think I think the other. So let's. I'll touch on that, and then I'll say mine. You can touch on that. Um, other things that I saw that I think will register to being very important are Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Aaron yes, Rodgers is. is hurt. But the fact that he was hurt and he was still able to... Totally fine with <laughs> that. This is incredible. But you either play him this week. like Basically, Aaron Rodgers' entire career is meant to keep Mike McCarthy in a coaching position. Pittsburgh boy. I, I like McCarthy. Just saying. Good coach. Yep. Shouldn't be a coordinator on his off. Like he just. I don't think he should be calling plays. And two, if he didn't have the most talented quarterback we've ever seen, he would have been fired years ago. Rodgers keeps that entire team, entire team, employed. Right. Look at Jordy Nelson last year. He also takes up so much salary cap space that they can't afford a lot of stuff, too. Rodgers? Yeah. He didn't before that big deal. He kind of did, because he, he also reset the yeah, market. That's on no his... excuse for just being a, a terrible front office. No, that's that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Yeah, he his ability, like, and he should be paid that high. Um, do you believe that he didn't take pain meds? Oh my lord, oh. that dude was loopy. They said, "Hey, like talking to him, he's like, uh, dude, I was hurt." His 
his pupils were like bug-eyed essentially they were like aaron what would you injure he said my knee <laughs> aaron Rodgers has a heck of a sense of humor but there's no the way that he, he was hopped up on pain meds. he took a handful of pain meds and went down mike nicolazzo <laughs> fifa 19 demo is out now <laughs> and i mean now mm-hmm. i'll be playing that later tonight, all right mike. thank you buddy <laughs> so let's get back on topic just for a second okay. so my my game that i think was the most important of the season of week one no well i mean to Aren't start the same? Yeah, I guess that's true. To start off the season so far. My knee tie. Thank you, my knee. Um, my leg. Hmm. Um, I really don't want to pick this game, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Steelers-Browns. Oh. I think it showed you two things. Hear me out here. All right, go ahead. It showed you Big Ben's pretty bad on the road, which we all knew. We all, we all knew, knew that. that. I get that. I get that. I get that. But really, realistically... That was one of the single most pathetic athletic performances I've ever witnessed in my entire life. And what's super weird about the Josh Dobbs uh, Landry situation, which hear me out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, I'm not going to argue that. I, like, Josh Dobbs deserved the backup. Josh Dobbs, well, yes. Yep. But the, the weird thing about that situation is if they really, really thought they were going to get a Super Bowl this year, and, and I'm saying this just from my own brain, if they thought they were going to get a Super Bowl this year, they keep Landry Jones. Josh Dobbs is much better. Josh Dobbs is much more athletic. Josh Dobbs has my complete backing, and Landry Jones is a piece of crap. Landry Jones has the experience. I'm not speaking from what I would do. And someone tell me if I'm wrong here in the comments. If the Steelers thought they were winning a Super Bowl this year without Le'Veon Bell, he, you know, he's basically gone, and with these rookie or second-year wide receiver core, and uh, personally... Their move made me think that they think that Ben is done a lot quicker than we all hope. I, I think this is Ben's last year, and I know that's kind of a, a dumb hot take, and it comes from a place of... Uh, of, of Disgruntledness? Yeah, it yeah. comes from frustration of yeah. Ben saying it each year, in and out, that he's done. And what it comes down to for me is they are basically saying, all right, next year, we got Dobbs, we got Rudolph, we're pushing for that year. Mm-hmm. I, I It's so weird, because Ben is... I, who's okay? Would you say Ben's better than Bradshaw? Ooh, because we never saw Bradshaw play, obviously. And I wish David Seckley was in here for that. I know I saw Kevin's name in here. If you're still in here, Kevin, please weigh in. I'd um, I'd personally say no, and I'm not even going to use. Thank you for drinking, sir. And I'm not even going to use the Super Bowl argument. I think it's mostly open kind of, your eyes and cheers. Your- cheers. Sorry, <laughs> I was, I'm thinking. I'm in I, deep thought because this is tough. Um. It, it, I think Bradshaw is better, not just because of the Super Bowls, but I think if you look at the overall talent around him, Ben kind of relied a lot on the dump-offs to Bell and Miller, and he had probably one of the greatest receivers of his generation. Bradshaw had Franco, who was a pounder, and then he also had had Stallworth and Swan to throw Uh, the deep pass. I do want to clarify, Kevin. Are you saying nope that Ben is or is not better? Just to clarify that up. Because mm-hmm. um, I do think there's a conversation to be had who the greatest Steelers quarterback is all time. And I get, like, there is a lot of disdain for Ben right now. But right. Ben, when Ben is Ben, is – I mean, he's he's in a conversation, I guess you can say, with Tommy Maddox. Um, so let's get to the other side of the ball. <laughs> um, you took that in a way different direction. <laughs> <laughs> On the other side of the ball, I do want to talk about the Browns a little bit because I think we saw a – completely shit show of a weather field yes but we finally saw a team that was different and i think that's all like it's gotten to the point where 
Um, ben is not better. Okay, thank you, Kevin. I was curious because I feel like I knew you were going that way, but I want to double check. All right. Um, I think we're getting to a place where everybody's frustrated seeing the Browns be this bad. Not in like a like yeah. You, if you have a friend from Cleveland, sh- mm-hmm. you know, shit talk all you can. But the one thing I think we can all agree with is that we want to get back to a place where we have the most dominant division in football because it looks better for us. Right. And it's just better competition going into the year. Mm-hmm. To have a team like the Browns in your division is – they're 1-31. in 31. Mm-hmm. The past – all right, 1-1-31. One, one you know what I mean? Like, it's very frustrating. And I think that we have a very good division. I think the Ravens' defense is back to being good. I think the Bengals are a quarterback away from being a good team because Andy Dalton's a pile of shit. Hmm. Um I think we're finally seeing a Cleveland Browns team that is going to not – I don't think they're going to contend for a wild card this year, but they're finally not they're on running a- in mud, which is backing up my argument that they are still not as pathetic as the Buffalo Bills. They're on the right track, essentially. Watching the Browns' defense was like – it was awesome to watch. Miles Garrett looks like awesome. – it looks like Miles Garrett looks like a stud, man. He does. He does. He's not as good as Watt. Yeah, but he looks okay. I think Denzel Ward kind of Denzel Ward I, got lucky. He did, in my he opinion. Did. I, I think so well. too. He did well against the best receiver we've ever seen. Right. But yeah, exactly. Uh, no. I'm not willing to praise Denzel okay. Ward just yet. Another guy who looked really good. Yeah. I know he got interception, and that was kind of iffy or not. But Joe Schobert, middle linebacker for the Browns, oh, he yeah. looks good. He looks good, man. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not willing to sleep on the Browns just yet. I. I feel like if they didn't have Tyrod Taylor in that backfield being able to scramble out of the pocket, that Dude, they, so they would have ended up with way more sacks than All right, screw it. So what was what was the most surprising game you saw this weekend? Oh, I don't think it's any uh, question. Hot it, take, not important, going to week one, but Ravens versus Bills. Now, okay, so let's. Uh, I do want to touch on that real quick. Go ahead, go, go. Um, so the, it's, it's an interesting concept basically because the Bills are a shit pile. They always have been. Um I think Nate Peterman, Nate Peterman basically coming out of college, was the most pro-ready quarterback in that draft at me. Which says a lot about that draft, by the way. Well, it says a lot about how good he was in college versus the— and, and we still have this five-interception game imprinted, and the Ravens team is not—the Ravens defense is very good. They are. Um, I think Nate Peterman was literally put into a large area of failure, and right. I think they used him as a scapegoat to start Josh Allen— because we all agree Josh Allen is a better prospect, better quarterback, but they basically put Nate Peterman in so that whatever happens, they could could start Josh Allen. Yes, they could have started Josh Allen first, but they don't want to be the team that has, has to start a rookie quarterback. They basically were just looking at it in a way from, let's throw Peterman out there. He's going to play like shit. That way we can bring Josh Allen in the next week, and when we start winning games, it'll look good on Josh Allen. I you, 100% believe that. Do you actually think they're going to start winning games with Josh Allen? Though? No, but if they win one game, they will say it's because of Josh Allen to try and get the fan base around him. Mm. Yes, that is what I say. I don't know, man. That also, off- why did Shady McCoy only get like two runs or two yards? Like, y- You know why? Because that offensive line can't open up holes for him. I don't give a crap. So. Give him the ball. He's your best player by a freaking mile. Yeah, I'm not willing to. It's bl- annoying. I'm not willing to blame too much on the quarterback controversy in Buffalo on that. I, I honestly watching that offensive line, they can't protect anyone. It, it was bad, man. It was really, really bad to watch that. All right. Off it. We'll come back to the NFL at the end of it. I want to get off it for a little bit. Um, let's, let's, let's talk about, let's talk golf. Um, mm-hmm. So we talked about, and I am going to phone it um, just cause I was writing notes and it didn't work out so well um, because I suck. So the Ryder cup teams came out. Yes, Brett, sir. I know that you were well aware of this. Let's go through the captains for the U.S. team. Mm-hmm. Jim Furyk, 
is the captain, and then you get to the vice captains: David Duvall, Zach Johnson, Matt Kuchar, Davis Love the Third. Which that surprised the hell out of me. He's still around. So, I did not. Wow. Know. How do I get the FIFA demo? Pro Evo sucks, Matt. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, Striker, Steve Stryker. All right, vice captains. The the USA team: Bryson DeChambeau. Even though I know it's Roshan, I, I love that dude. DeChambeau. Um, DeChambeau. DeChambeau. Tony Finau. F-I-N-A-U, which was another... So, yeah, Bryson he was, and him were a captain's pick. Yeah, he was um, the last pick, too, I'm pretty sure. If I know. You get down to it, Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kupka. Uh, captain's pick, Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed, Webb Simpson, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson. And captain's pick, Tiger Woods. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ryder Cup is back. Yeah. Black. Wow, that dude is a god. I mean, to be fair, it was pretty good two years ago, too, last time, just saying. I'm just saying, it was. Shut up, Greg. <laughs> um, so the captain for the Europe squad is Thomas Bjorn. Uh, vice captains are Luke Donald, Padridge Harrington, Robert Carlson, Graham McDowell, wait, 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 and Lee Westwood. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Padridge? It's Padrig. Padrig. Who cares? We're from America. <laughs> Call him Paddy. Um, <laughs> the other, the other players are Paul Casey, captain's pick. Tommy Fleetwood, Sergio Garcia, captain's pick. Tyro Hatton, Rory McElroy. Francesco Molinari, Alex Moran, um, weirdly close to Alex Moran from Blue Mountain State. Just yes, to yeah. Pencil actually, that in. Mm. Um, Thor, Thorbjorn Olinson. These are Swedish shit. Um, Ian Poulter, <laughs> captain's pick. John Rom, your guy. Justin Rose and Hendrik Stenson, captain's pick. Um, who wins, Greg? USA. Naturally. This is the most stacked USA Ryder Cup team I think I've ever heard. They got heard. Tiger. They can't lose. It's not even just Tiger. I mean, Brooks Kepka is literally on probably the greatest run you it's will ever see. It's just Tiger. No. I understand you're a Tiger boy, but you got to look at the whole I am team a now. human. You just yelled really loud yeah, in the microphone. Yeah, dude, I'm a human. I, of course I like Tiger. I get you're almost... a human, but you got to look at the whole team, man. He's not going to be able to get all the points for the Ryder Cup team. Come on. Not with that attitude. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that he's also got to play doubles. It's kind of how it works. USA, Kevin, I agree. No, I, I agree. Um, the USA team really is stacked. Obviously, the European team has a lot of talent. Yes, one of my do. favorite, yeah, I, I like One of my favorite golfers right now is Tommy Fleetwood. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy the way he's been playing. Yeah. Um, but the USA team just has name value, and, and everyone on that team is hot right yeah. now. Didn't Fleetwood shoot like 8-under in the final day of yeah, the US no, Open? No, he's been playing very hell. well. He's was really good. Um. I don't know. I love the big golf events. Like we, I, I, I don't know. They're just, it's just fun. It's just fun to sit there all day in your underwear, watch a bunch of dude hit a ball that you can, can go out and try to hit it, but you're not going to do it. Eh. Um, I used to not understand why my dad and uncles watched golf. I was like, that looks dumb. And then I actually sat down and watched it and could drink beer, and it's the greatest thing. Yeah, it's ever. weird what happens when you get older and you're just kind of like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, it's agreed. Fun. Agreed. Yeah. Um, the pace might be slow, but just the way that they're methodical about how they make their <sighs> shots, it's so just something cool. that you can appreciate. I do wish that they there were more arguments, more golf fights. Golf fights? I don't know. I do. We're the underdogs. Patty Ice, a.k.a. Patrick Reed in the USA in the Ryder Cup. Uh, I'm not doubting that he said it, Brett. But the underdogs? No way. We're America. No way. That's what we do, baby. No way. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. We win things. Yes, sir. World War One. World War Two. <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> technically, that was a that, defeat. That also. was like a, that was like a toss up. <sighs> All right, what toss up? No, nah, we won that. Shit. Um, okay, so let's get off of that. I do want to touch base a little bit. Um, we talked about a pre meeting, um, the Serena Williams situation. Anybody that's not aware, yeah. um, basically the is it an official 
Yeah, the referee slash official. All right, the dude. The dude in the chair, the lifeguard of tennis. The lifeguard um, of tennis. <laughs> basically deducted that. her a game, or a point, I think it was, for what they call coaching. Now, coaching is basically once you step onto the tennis court, you are not allowed to talk to anyone. Right. You're not allowed to talk to your coach, your trainer, your parents, your friends, your fans. You're not allowed to do anything. So, apparently, the coach made a hand signal that uh, meant get closer to the net, and the official saw it. Now, this official has in the past... Um, taken points away from people for coaching and has taken points away from people for taking too long to serve right we want to point that out that this guy does have a history of this too now the big issue came when um serena and, and i'll get into a little bit about the philosophy behind it but basically serena you know called him a thief for taking points smashed her racket which was another point and when she did actually call him a thief she got an entire game yeah which is a big deal in very tennis. very uh, big deal yeah the scoring in tennis still i don't understand it but a game that's like that's a game. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, basically, got a lot of of shtick lately. Uh, the biggest thing I do want to point out: there are two sides to the argument. Basically, the two sides consist of the simple fact that she believes that there are sexist um, allocations around it. Um, we all basically hope that that's not true. When it comes down to the fact that it's mm. it's always going to be an opinion based matter, and I do think though the negative connotation with that. And I don't want to stay on this too long because we're fun. We're drinking. We're not going right. into too much of it. Yeah. The negative connotation with the entire event is that. If we saw Roger Federer up there with his racket swinging it at the lifeguard, we'd be like, F yeah, dude, get him. Yeah, let's go. But Serena, people like were calling her hysterical. And I do think there's a little bit of a negative thing there. At the same time, though, can't lose your cool. No, you and can't. I, you know, and I think that's where it comes into the fact that she was looking more at her legacy than that game. And you say, I'm a cheater. That it, Basically, that comes down to the conversation about Tom Brady, in my opinion. Like, it's... It's this tarnished asterisk on a very solid career mm -hmm. um, that we all know Tom Brady cheated because he's a piece of shit. And <laughs> what it comes down to is that we now have an asterisk next to it. And I think that's what she was fighting for originally was to for him to say she didn't cheat because she basically was like, keep the point. I don't give a shit about that. Right. Um, I truly think both parties could have handled this so much better. Yeah. Both of them. And, and I don't know tennis, but I agree there. No, no. I, I, I think Serena could have probably had a much calmer head about this entire situation, and that probably could have eventually made it a little better. I mean... I mean she's the greatest athlete of all time. She is. She is. We even said this last week when we did this. I stand um, by that. Statement. Yeah. No. Um, I think the ref was in his right to call the penalty. I think the way that he kind of handled it... The coach said he cheated, too. Yeah, it's like, the, the coach said he did cheat. So, I mean, like, we're not we're not trying to argue the fact that Serena was in the wrong, because, I mean... Oh, I, she cheated. I, she, she did. She I cheated. mean, But the way that both parties handled it, though, was probably what made this mess just completely she cheated up. the way that you're not supposed to jaywalk right you know what i mean like everyone does it i mean the the, the only thing the only thing this coach actually did was if you can see this on the replay too the coach you see is like yeah that was his hand gesture he was he, like move move oh, closer move closer that's literally what happened it's yeah what it it's not the worst possible form of cheating but in the rule of book of tennis even though i'm I don't know what the yeah, rule book what does. Yeah, what is the book of tennis? Right? I don't know. Please enlighten I, us on I the wish rules I, of tennis. I wish I knew the entire book of tennis, but I'm just saying that apparently it's wrong it's to do that. It's not the Book of Mormon, Greg. No, it is it's not. the book of tennis. I need to see that, by the way. All right. Things. We are going to get back into NFL stuff, guys. If there is another sport you'd like us to cover. Uh, actually, I guess we can cover a little bit of the... Um, I didn't watch 
But United States did beat Mexico one nothing in a friendly. That game is never a friendly. Which, by um, the way, I need to ask you this: Did you see what Matt Miazga did? I think it's impossible to be racist against height. <laughs> like that apparently was apparently it is. So apparently, it, it is. explain to everybody what exactly happened because I oh watched the clip God. and it was a little bit so out there. I, I just. I, Matt Miazga, a, a a homegrown player, by the way, came up through the New York Red Bull system and is now with Chelsea. I, I don't know if he's in their uh, under-23 team. I don't know if he's loaned out or whatever. I mean, because Jose Mourinho's not there. So, But basically, Mi- Miazga, after a goal was scored, walked up to a Mexican player. I can't even remember who it was, um, to be honest with you. I don't remember either. I don't um, remember. But Miazga literally walked Miyaga. up to this guy, Miyaga. looked looked down on him, and literally just compared to his height and was just like, like had his yeah, hand up, had his like hand up, and compared and was like, yeah. it's like of all the taunts you could possibly have in soccer, I never knew that was gonna be one. Well, and I so I okay, this kid for anybody that doesn't know played for Chelsea. Um, yep. I don't know if he still does. He might. Matt does. Matt's a Chelsea fan. Does uh, Matt Ms. blah blah Miyaga. Mr. Miyaga. Does he still play? Yeah, Mr. Miyaga. Um, it was Garotti. It was and, great. Uh, short guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Stand up for the short guys, Matt. Yeah. Um, no, it, so basically I really like the kid and basically when United States did not make the World Cup, that needs to be a complete wake-up call to the whole soccer system. Right. Um, and it's pathetic. And I'll give credit to this too. They really started playing a lot of the younger guys too like tyler adams was the guy who scored the goal for us yep. and he's a very young guy he also was loaned out to the riverhounds a couple years ago too poor guy yeah i know what? okay let's what? let's talk about this real quick i have a beef with the riverhounds okay i have a large beef with them shout out to the pittsburgh riverhounds by the way love you guys sorry yep. um i i don't understand how romeo parks is on the team why after like the incident where he basically just that kinda... was global he yeah. got banned basically for anyone that doesn't know a guy romero parks unleashed the hounds dennis you can back me up on this denny romero romeo romeo parks, parks, romeo yeah. parks excuse me not romero romeo parks yep literally just put his cleat into another guy's spine and just spartan kicked this dude two years ago i think it was yeah it was. was banned from all uefa play that's, li- that's everywhere, guys, except for, like, GPSL. Actually, UEFA is just Europe. It would be FIFA. It Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, FIFA. He was banned from video games. Yeah. He was not allowed to play FIFA. Like, don't get me wrong. Talented. Yes. But for a franchise, like, for the Riverhounds, like, guys, it was on Fox. It was on ESPN. This was on everywhere. He was banned from FIFA for a year. Yeah, this is not the place like, that you want to be known for. Dude, yeah. I just went watch him play. Like, what a like you want that guy? I don't know the whole argument for it. I, I don't know if he like got banned for thank you. I don't know if he got banned for like a year or something like that or it what. It's a but. full year of no playing soccer for FIFA. He can't even play FIFA. Like it just it uh, anyways, okay, I don't actually have a beef with the Riverhounds. I really enjoy going to the They're games. in second place in the East, man. Let, let's Yeah, Dennis took me to the game last Friday. It was a splendid time, a wonderful date. Thank yeah. you, Dennis. They um, they gotta figure out a way to get past Cincy in the playoffs, so that's gonna be rough. Beat them. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> all right, so guys, if there's anything else we didn't talk about that you want us to talk about, please let us know. F that guy. He would have kicked off the team. I'm for that. It, mm. it just it just comes down to the simple fact that you're a franchise rebranding, and I think it doesn't look good to bring back. But at the same time, that's why I'm on two beers deep and not and being on, a pro coach somewhere. And we're in the front office of the Riverhounds. 
I'm good. I'm good yeah. where I am. I like what I'm doing. All right. Um, so we're going to get back to football, guys. Again, I'll say it again. If there's something we missed or you have any questions, please comment, write, whatever. Yep. Um, we're watching the feed right now. Uh, but let's get back. So I want to talk about, um, do, you, do you like snowboarding, Greg? Never snowboarded in my life. Because <laughs> Andrew Luck does like snowboarding. Apparently. Guys, okay. So for any NFL fan out there, I, I can say probably the most frustrating situation of late, if you just enjoy football, if you just enjoy football, is the fact that Andrew Luck, one of the most promising quarterbacks we've seen, like, like I think he might be the best quarterback to come out of the draft that we knew was going to be good right. in a long time. There was never any doubt about how good Andrew Luck was going to no. be. None. None at all. None. He was, we knew what he was going to be. The Colts did. That's why they let Peyton Manning go, and Peyton Manning still took the Broncos, the most efficient offense in the NFL that year, to a Super Bowl. That was Peyton could still do. That was. Granted, I think they would have dropped Peyton for a Goff or a Went. You know what I mean? Like They probably would have done that for anybody, but look, like they basically gave up a Super Bowl quarterback. Quarterback, sorry. Quarterback. For like feet. Foot. Thought. <laughs> Stupid. Rewind <laughs> if you want to hear Greg be an idiot. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, but what it comes down to for me is, though, Luck has not thrown a football. Now, he did this Sunday, so obviously – has he looked good but too. it wasn't since 2016 now the preconceived notion that we were all led to believe was that andrew luck hurt his ac joint in his throwing shoulder mm-hmm. you know he can do that um off of a hit and was sprained a sprained ac joint doesn't get you sitting out like he had surgery on it, it, right. was, it uh, anybody that doesn't know a sprain is a tear mm-hmm. it's a smaller tear but it's still a tear yes he had surgery on it and sat out the entire NFL season last year. Now, the team did pick up Jacoby Brissett, one of my favorite backups in the league. Mm-hmm. Not better than Josh Dobbs. But um, mm-hmm. what it comes down to is, though, it just got released four days ago that in 2016, after Andrew Luck had his AC joint injury, he went snowboarding and effed his shoulder up. He signed a $144 million contract and went snowboarding. And messed his shoulder up so bad he sat out for a year and a half. And the team kept it under wraps. Please, guys, it, it, the number one idol on the planet for me right now is Pat McAfee. And he just released the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Mm-hmm. He has an entire segment where he tells people he knew about this. Colts players knew about this. They weren't allowed to say a thing. The Colts kept it so under wraps, no one knew. Andrew Luck had an interview with NFL Insider this week where he basically told everyone what happened. Finally, dude, I was wow. so confused why he didn't. I was like, "What's he'll never play again?" I'm like, "It's just an like, it's just a shoulder injury." Like, I get it's his throwing arm, but what happened? We now know, and the team. The best part about it, and I'm sorry, I'm ranting a little bit here. The best part about that entire situation is that the team said the snowboarding injury had zero negative effects on his shoulder. I wake up out of bed and I am in pain with my shoulder, and that is an effect. I fall on my shoulder, and that's an effect. You can't tell me that had zero negative effects on his already surgery-injured shoulder. Yeah, I'm trying to think about this. If he's, like, going downhill on a snowboard and he just falls, Thank like, you, yeah. I, like that had think to have done all, something. all the injuries that could happen there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. So, okay, perfect situations of how not to be an idiot and how to be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Big Ben, quarterback, motorcycle, no helmet. Idiot. Drew Brees. Sponsor. Can-Am tricycle spiders. Not allowed to ride them until he retires. 
Uh, hey. Mama Guazan. Oh, Brett actually uh, declined to be on, so you got to call him and talk to him. I, I wanted to have him again. Uh, and you know what? I, I do have to say the chemistry is a little better because Greg has never asked me to move an impossible couch down six flights of stairs. I but. also bring beer, too. Brett brought beer. Oh, did he? Yeah. I okay. Mean, I, a, I, that, apologize. I apologize. If anybody then. wants to be on the show, text me, but you got to bring beer. Yep. That's the whole thing. That's the rule. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you think about this Andrew Luck situation? Because I, I personally think it's a huge deal. I don't understand why the Colts would hide the actual reasoning for it. Really? Unless unless it was just a bad look for the organization or if it was just a bad look on him. I think it's a combination of things. I think it's 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 a combination of it looks bad for their quarterback that they're obviously still going to stand behind. They're not going to throw him under the bus. They're not going to blame him for anything because they don't want to sever the tie. And at the same time, it looks bad on them for paying a guy $140 million and then not monitoring him. I yeah. think that that's the NFL. Okay, so anybody that doesn't know or comprehend, I learned this the past couple of years. The NFL will give you drivers. They will give you every aspect of your they not the NFL, your team. Your so team. If you're in Southside Wasted and you're Terrell Edmonds, there is a guy on the team that will pick right. you up. It's it, We learned this from the Des Bryant situation, too, because that was kind of like the whole idea was that Bryant was getting himself into trouble, and they essentially just kind of made a guy to be his 24-7 watcher. Well, and there was there was the absolutely devastating story. I think it was a defensive lineman that drove through Southside and mm-hmm. ended up killing people. Like, and it, that, I think, is where I started doing more research. There was a Steelers player that drove through Southside drunk, murdered some people with his car. What it came down to is, though, the team will offer you people to help you in certain situations. Right. And that's just not protecting yourself. That's protecting the investment so it looks good on the team. Granted, Luck's not going to bring one of his NFL guys with him snowboarding. But, like, oh, no. you just made $144 million to throw a ball and you are going snowboarding. That just seems... I get it. you got to live your life. You have to live your life. And if you want to do that, you have to do it. And I get it. But dude, in 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 five years, you in five ten years, you can do whatever you want with your entire life. Right. But you can make so much insane money, not snowboarding that one time. I don't. It was just it was. It, and granted, to me, it, it seems very simple, and I know it's not that simple. But to us fans, it seems kind of simple. I don't know. That's uh, that's pretty much the end of that. I'm rant amazed thing. that there was nothing in the contract that said you're not allowed to snowboard. That's a good point. I'm because amazed. The, the Drew Brees Can-Am Spider thing, in his contract, he is not allowed to ride anything less than four wheels. That's why he's not allowed to do that. Okay. So, like, I'm amazed that the Colts wouldn't have kind of done that. Well, the second... Colts organization has been almost as bad as the Bills. I I mean, Ryan Grigson was the GM Grigson's... for... Oh. <laughs> Dude. Grigson is one of the worst, play... like, humans to ever be involved in the NFL. He had the ever. easiest decision in the world to draft Andrew Luck, and then after that, it was just like... He's a POS, bro. POS. Yeah. Um, let's get all right. So, g- give me some other storylines, Greg. What about this past NFL weekend? Because there's not really. Okay, I guess actually before we get into that, um, a little bit of NBA news, and then some NHL news from Greg to satisfy hockey fans. You got some NBA news? Um, I didn't know that. Devin Booker. Oh yeah, that's huge. Actually. Devin Booker will be out at least six to eight weeks with hand surgery. If you don't know Devin Booker, he was on the Kentucky team that should have gone absolutely undefeated. Should Dan have. Snyder. Uh, okay, Mitch, that's actually a good point. Dan Snyder is a POS as well. Yeah. Um, Grigson was a little less known because he rode his team into the absolute ground, but Dan Snyder also ruined RG3's career, so I'm not mad at that. Um, but anyway, so Devin Booker will miss significant time with hand surgery. The meaning behind that is the simple fact that the Phoenix Suns should be good. Um, Josh Jackson, Devin Booker, and now they have DeAndre Ayton. They're not going to be good right now. No, but they are building towards what the Timberwolves have. They're building towards what a lot of these young 
hungry teams have, which is a market for free agents to come to. And that's pretty much all you can hope for. Anymore. I feel like their ceiling is kind of the roof. <laughs> yes. I feel like their ceiling ce- is the roof. Yes. I feel like their ceiling is kind of like the, the eight seed if they get lucky. And then as they, yeah. Well, yeah. their ceiling right now is to do better each year. I that, think, you know what fair. I mean? That's and, fair. And I, but I see, I, I know what you mean. You're they're in that fight at the end of it all. Yeah. Cause I mean, um, the West is just so tough to try to, Get through, I don't fair. see a single. I mean, maybe the past two years the East has been competitive across the board, but there's not a single time that in recent memory where the East competed with the West. No, not whatsoever. I, I almost can't wait to do NBA season preview with you. That's gonna <sighs> be fun. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm LeBron's a Lakers. You want to so. talk about ranting? Oh God. No, I'm okay with it. You sure? Yeah. All right. I've learned. To be so okay how's this gonna it. affect uh, the Suns moving forward then? Well, okay. So so basically, honestly. The Phoenix Suns weren't expecting a championship this year or next year. No. They're expecting a championship in the next five, I would say. Um, and if they aren't, they should not be in the front office of an NBA team. That's mm-hmm. just how NBA teams function. Booker will take time off, and Booker is one of the most exciting shooting guards in the NBA right now. He's got a stroke, man. He Damn. has a combo or com- he has a mamba mentality, not a comba mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's one of the up-and-coming elite players i will say that i will put my stamp on devin booker being elite well yeah. all it does for me right now is dude just, drops it just 73 makes, points in a game i mean yeah. come on all it does for me right now is it makes um the suns absolutely less watchable which is that's unfortunate. it i mean I, I don't think it affects too too much but there really wasn't i mean the only other nba news is the fact that the timberwolves are trying to be the chicago bulls because they own <laughs> they own uh like all the like dang they signed yeah. derrick rose and they have no news of picking up joe well, Noah. we actually have some more nba news did you hear about russell westbrook though i yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, we did. Uh, he's going to miss the first 10, the 10 games of the season yeah. right now because of uh, the knee issue that's Which going on. Which is interesting in itself because Russell Westbrook is probably the single most explosive player we've seen in the NBA in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even a long time, almost ever. He's arguably the best pound-for-pound athlete the NBA's uh Scene. I mean, you put him up there with guys like Allen Iverson on athletic ability, LeBron James on mm-hmm. athletic ability, um, high flyers that really – I mean, he can get down the court in three steps, and for a guy his size to do that is insane. Right. So for him to have anything have to do with his knees, ankles, hips, anything like that is kind of a red flag for you'd him. Be, you'd be terrified from that. I think the first game is going to be the one that's going to be really bad because they're opening against the Warriors. That's going to be rough. Yeah. I feel I feel like they can kind of get by for the first 10 games with maybe Paul George and some Arguably the regular got. season doesn't even matter for the NBA. That's, yeah, that's no, you that, know what I mean? That's pretty arguable, actually. So, I'm but, willing to go that route, yeah. Let's get off there. Um, let's talk a little bit about hockey. Yeah, we normally don't cover hockey, but there were two. And it's not for lack of trying. There's, it's the offseason. No, we just had two really big stories break today, so might as well just go with it. Uh, first off, uh, we're going to talk about this. Tyler Sagan. Seguin. Seguin. He decided to sign a contract extension, and the Dallas Stars are probably some of the best PR people you will ever see in your life. Uh in honor of his eight-year contract with an annual average of, I believe, 9.8 mil. Yep. And that's fully guaranteed, by the way. Just saying that's something that's nice about hockey. Uh, in honor of that, the Is Dallas— Is every contract fully guaranteed? In hockey, yeah. Damn. Hockey and baseball, they're fully guaranteed. But, I knew baseball was. Yeah. But looking at it, the the way that Dallas Stars announced it was they created this cool 8-bit— essentially Super Mario World version of it where they have Tyler Sagan as an 8-bit character. It was so dope. Shooting hockey pucks at logos of teams that they face. 
ending with a almost Bowser-like contest where he scores a goal on them, and then he's rewarded with his contract. If you want to talk about cool ways to announce contracts, that is awesome. Bravo to the Dallas Stars PR department, man. They were awesome in front of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, go ahead. Sorry. Go? No, okay. no, go ahead. Buddy. So the next big news yeah, happened. Yeah, because that was the news that I knew about. I know that this next news, but I don't know hockey as well as I should to host a blog and a video thing. Yeah. Sports show. So hockey. It's okay. I got you. So uh, big news. Uh, hockey. Hockey, yeah. Hockey. So the big news that broke today was uh, Eric Carlson, who arguably is probably one of the greatest defenders in the NHL right now, officially got traded to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the Senators have been in Burns. Yes, Brent Burns, actually. Uh, he has been on the market for a while now. Uh, there was rumors a while back that he was going to go to Tampa. Uh, eventually, they just decided, we're going to trade you to San Jose because San Jose offered a great deal. It was uh, a lot Who's of picks. Who's their center? They still got Thornton? Uh, yes. Retire? Oh, I like yes, they do still have Joe Thornton. I like LeCavalier, too. I do like LeCavalier. Is he still at San no. Louis? No, he's not. He's gone. It's okay, buddy. But uh, I'm not St. Louis, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, but he's not there anymore. Yeah, it's, I like Martin St. Louis, too. <laughs> but uh, who doesn't? Martin St. Louis is awesome. Walk on 5'6", all I got. Yes, sir. But, no, uh, this is a very big deal because, first off, this is a full-blown rebuild now for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, you're probably not going to see him in the playoffs for a while. Uh, looking at it, though, Eric Carlson is now joining Brent Burns. Was he in Ottawa? Uh, Eric Carlson? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Carlson was in Ottawa. Joining Brent Burns, who Brent Burns is a... Douche. A, a, He's not a douche. What's wrong with you? He's awesome. Yeah. Dude, he smiles. He's got like the long ass beard. He's got two front teeth missing. That's a good shot in the dark. That's badass. He's also got tattoos that I wish I had for the record. But yeah. Uh, this he's is got a cup he wishes he had. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, this is big news for Carlson. He's finally out of that hellhole in Ottawa, and he is now in the Western Conference playing for a contender every year. This is a big news for the NHL, and shout out to all hockey fans out there. So we're going to do something a little unconventional now. We've got 12 minutes left in the show. Mm-hmm. Unconventional to people who don't actually watch the show. Mm-hmm. I would like to introduce you to a segment now called Stickball with Greg. Boy, at 46 minutes, this is going to be fun. All right. So two big stories that are happening now in the world of stickball is that the Boston Red Sox officially clinched one. 100 wins, people. Yes, 100 wins. This is the first time in, I believe, 75 years that this happened. Don't quote me on that. I know my history books are not that great. But this is a big story. Uh, The Red Sox are going into the postseason now, firing on all cylinders. Mookie Betts is an MVP candidate. J.D. Martinez looks like a stud. They just activated Chris Sale from the DL, who is going to play a huge role in their run to the World Series this year. The big story to look at moving forward into the playoff push is going to be the AL West. Always remember that, folks. The Houston Astros have been the gold standard all year, and I'm not going to argue that. They're the defending World Series champions. But if you look a little further down the standings, the Oakland Athletics are now about three games back in the standings. They are also firing on all cylinders right now. They have a no-name rotation right now that is coming out of nowhere, and Matt Chapman looks like a very, very low-key contender for AL MVP. I'm not going to say he's going to be AL MVP, but it's entirely possible because he just looks like a stud. He looks like a gold glove contender, to be honest with you. Uh, Some other news and notes was something that really kind of struck my eye this week was the Josh Donaldson trade that apparently occurred at the end of August where Cleveland received him and the Yankees and Red Sox... Stickball over. 
And stick, stick balls ball over. over. Stick balls over. I was about to go on a ramp order. That's cool. Go. Stick ball over. Stick balls okay, over. Okay, so let's get into the game tonight. NFL season week two. What up? We got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Greg, who are you taking in this one? Uh, well, first off, I was surprised by a stat that I saw today was that the Ravens have won five straight Thursday night games. Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals too. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> no, looking at looking at both teams, uh, after watching their Week One performances, I feel like uh, the Ravens' performance was essentially inflated just because the Ra- the Bills look like the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, this year. I mean the Ravens' defense is obviously talented, but I think yeah. the Bengals are getting to a point, and it kind of still has me very curious because I think the Bengals are a quarterback away and a defense away from a significant team, and what I mean by significant is like the distance team. See, I'm willing to say that the the Bengals' defense actually isn't that bad. I mean, they have... When's the last time a not-that-bad defense won the Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Uh, The New England Patriots when they played the Seahawks? I'd say they were pretty freaking good if you're going to intercept the ball on the one-yard line. I don't know about that. I mean, that was kind of luck on Malcolm Butler's part, who's not even there anymore. It's not there anymore because that (laughs) play projected him into stardom. That's, That's fair. Um, looking at it, I will say Cincinnati will win, and it's mainly because looking at the teams as a whole, Cincinnati has a much more complete team. I think Joe Flacco got lucky going up against a really porous Buffalo team, and porous, I, porous, it's a word. Yeah, it means like water, like no soaking up water. Sponges are porous, right? Well, I guess, but I mean, you could also say the Buffalo Bills are a sponge for. Uh, well, Not for wins. Well, Keep going. Well, they're soft and they soak up a lot of water because they're near the snow. Oh, that was bad. All right, we're taking. Okay, guys. Right, have you fine. ever heard of ZipRecruiter? We're taking applications for a co-host. This has been insane. All right, cool. <sighs> Brett, you should have been here, man. Could have saved me. No, no, Brett's not eligible anymore either. Everyone's, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's fired. You're all fired. All right, cool. Everyone's fired. Um. All right, so guys, there are a few things we want to just touch on. The show's kind of winding down here. Let, actually, there's one more thing I want to ask before we start getting into the the uh, showing, closing, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, what player's performance really kind of stood out to you in a way that was amazing? Like, like in, in surprising, amazing, Marsh here, thank you. I also hate Greg, and I love you. Hi, Marty. Um, which player surprised you the most individually last year? Last week, last week, last week. Okay, uh, I was gonna go the Ryan. I'm not gonna go the Ryan Fitzpatrick crowd. I'm going to say Sam Darnold. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I that's fair. watching Sam Darnold play after that first interception. I thought, oh god, oh god, oh god, this is not gonna end up good. Just, yeah, it is not gonna work out well. But especially with, uh, against the defense, I thought it was gonna be right. Good. Right, but no, Sam Darnold taking the reins of that offense, leading the team down the field, and just putting his cleat on the throats of the Detroit Lions defense was awesome to watch. Damn, calm down, Greg. It was awesome. When was the last time? Putting a cleat on the throat? When was the last time you've seen a quarterback from the New York Jets actually take full reign of an offense? No bullshit. That was that was the Rex Ryan defense. That was the Rex Ryan defense. So man. you're saying Mark Sanchez didn't actually play quarterback for that team and he, didn't actually do well. He barely played quarterback for that team. He did. I'm sorry. He was not that good. You, what? He wasn't that good, man. Oh my god. He wasn't. It doesn't matter if he was good or not. You're asking if he took the reins of an offense. He led them to what? Three straight AFC? 
Yeah, and he couldn't get past that hurdle. Doesn't matter. He took the reins of the freaking offense, Greg. That's the criteria for this argument. I'm sorry, he man. He took the reins of the freaking offense. S- watching Sam Darnold play literally looked like the first time my, the Jets have ever had a franchise quarterback since Joe Namath. That's cool because Chad Pennington was cool. Chad Pennington was solid. I'll give him that. Dork. Just saying. Right. Watching Sam Darnold play was awesome. He looked great. I think he, after one interception, he just calmed down. And shout out to Josh McCown, by the way. Josh McCown's going to end up being a quarterback. No, coach he already is a quarterback coach. But he's going to end up being an official one next yeah, year. Yeah, but he's getting paid more now to be a backup, you but, think. Well, that's fair. You know what I mean? I'd rather just sign him as a backup and be the quarterback. Coach. Just be like the guy um, to calm down Darnold every game. My most impressive performance was by an individual that I called the greatest quarterback out of his draft by a long shot. Patrick Mahomes. Of course. The real freaking deal, man. He backed it up. He's the real deal. I, I, I get it's one week. I get all this stuff. I firmly believe Patrick Mahomes will be, at the end of his career, the best quarterback out of that draft. And I don't think it's close. I think he's amazing. I really do. We need to start selling Mahomes shirts. Might be a copyright issue with Austin Mahomes. Uh, whatever his, yeah. hate that kid. Uh, whatever yeah. his name is, but it might be a copyright issue. But All right, we'll figure it out. Will we? I don't know. I feel like we'll make it. <laughs> we'll make an attempt. We promise so many things. We'll make an that. attempt. We have a flag. So <laughs> uh, again, guys, bringing up a product line. So shirts, um, which is obviously the retro basketball shirt made by Our Point Apparel. The flag, um, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, everything. Uh, we don't make a penny off them. It's not the point of it. The point of it is just to to get our name out there and and, uh, and give you something cool to wear. If you have ideas, if you want the colors and different logos, I wore this logo on my shirt for St. Patrick's Day on a green shirt, and mm-hmm. it was the uh, the well, I don't remember St. Patrick's Day, but it was fun. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, so any of that R Point Apparel, um, mm-hmm. check them out on Facebook and Twitter, and I believe yeah Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a good relationship with that crew. Yes, we do. Um, and we'll continue to put out good gear, guys. If you actually want a shirt, a tank top, a long sleeve, a sweatshirt, a crew neck, mm-hmm. message me. If you don't want to go to the site, that's perfectly fine. We do bulk orders. Um, again, we make zero profit off them. It's literally just to to give you something to wear. The Two Beers Deep logo and shirt still to this day is my favorite mm-hmm. thing we've done. Um, other things we got going on, guys. We do want to touch on one more thing. There was an article on thoughts from the bench. Um, this is very important, out. Tim. By no, the way, no, it actually so, yeah. is. Uh, stop messing around for once. But um, there was an article that that was released. Um, uh, before I get to that, yes, Brett Mahomes is a good start this week against the Steelers secondary. Um, I think Tyreek Hill's too fast for everybody, and I think Kareem Hunt will have a decent game, which will open up Mahomes' mm-hmm. arm. Um, so to get a little serious for a second, guys. Um, on I guess it was. Thursday, Friday. Yeah, uh, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, Mac so. Miller passed away. Um, for what he meant to the youth of Pittsburgh was actually something uncomprehendable to many people. To what he meant to um, people that are basically the age of I don't know, th- thirty and down at this point. The, I mean, he was twenty six when he did that. Um, when he passed away, what it comes down to though is that it was very hard for people to correlate with the understanding of what Mac Miller actually meant to people, not just even from Pittsburgh, but the youth in America when it comes down to um, the concept of just wanting to be understood for what we are and understood for who we are. Um, so there is an article up on Thoughts on the Bench, and I don't, we're not looking for any, like, uh, it, it got shared around and viewed, and I've had people reach out to us and basically just talk about how um, they never saw the connect, and that's perfectly fine. That's completely understandable. Music doesn't speak to some people the same way it speaks to other. But I do recommend everybody um, check out his music. Check out what Mac Miller meant to the youth of Pittsburgh and everybody. I mean, basically, he was the – think of one moment in your life growing up if you're watching this here from Pittsburgh. I guarantee there's a Mac Miller song that you remember with that moment. 
Um, so, I mean, shout out to, to his crew, to Justin Boyd, to Germ, all those people. Like, I, I love you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I really, really, really hope you, you see the, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's very, um, very hard topic to get upon because it's, it's impossible to understand someone else's um, thought process during this time. Um, but we send out our absolute hearts, thoughts, and prayers to everybody affected by that situation. Um, and what it comes down to is that we did want to address that because basically Thoughts on the Bench was created to be a sports platform, a fun, interactive sports platform with everybody can just share their opinions, be themselves. Um, but I felt the need to share it on this platform strictly because Thoughts from the Bench came from the song Thoughts from a Balcony. Um, I'll be very open about that. It was just one of those things where, you know, um, it, it correlated very easily for me about a year ago when I thought of this whole concept. So it was one of those things where it just smoothly transitioned into um, what Mac Miller meant for dreams, goals, aspiration, young people coming out of Pittsburgh. And I don't think um, certain people can understand that. And that's perfectly fine. And I, I will admit the article, I've had people reach out and be like, send me some songs. And like, we, we've talked and I just explained the situation and everyone that's watching this and everyone in the chat right now, I'm sure you can understand there is a certain song or situation or something that has happened with Mac that you, you don't just get, you correlate strongly with. Um, so please be respectful in any, um, happenings and the vigil was beautiful. It was amazing. There were uh, tons of people there and I think we can all uh, agree that thoughts, prayers, hearts, love everything out. Um, to that entire organization of, of his team and, and everybody out there. So um, we did want to touch on that because we are getting back. And I wrote an article last night about sports. It was a, tr a, a tough transition, I guess, because we didn't want the people that read the article to think that we were doing anything, you know, mischievous or, or stupid. Or right. it was literally just like um, the platform I chose because of thoughts on the bench, thoughts from a balcony, um, and I, I meant it as absolutely respectable, respectful as possible. Um, all parties, you know, thought of when writing and, and talking about, but we are back to obviously sports comments. I didn't want people to join or follow Thoughts on the Bench because of that article and then transition and be like, well, blah, blah, blah. They never write about culture and stuff. The impact that he had on the city is more than uh, than sports, more than culture. So that, I just wanted to touch base on that. Thank you guys for, you know, putting up with, um, with that aspect of it. Um, but getting away from that train... Uh, we do obviously have the uh, video game podcast coming out within the next month um, between me and my brother. We will not be doing a live show. That will just be a podcast. We will be touching on new video games, old video games, uh, a little bit of geek culture. We will actually be playing Dungeons & Dragons with Richard Clifford, which is very exciting for me. I've never what? played before. I'm very... I've never played either. I've actually wanted to do that all. You're not invited. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> um, but we'll be doing that aspect. We also have a couple um other things in the works uh shout out to you know the people that we've been working with you know who you are we can't really name names right now but guys uh thank you so much for viewing listening watching uh, however you are getting the content we really appreciate it um if you do like it you know let us know dm us review everything like that it's not obviously we're not doing that we literally do this so we can talk sports and drink beer on a thursday it's not <clears throat> something that we <laughs> we look any weird way of uh martyr thank you brother um so uh do it live uh mom thank you for uh thank you obviously we'll, we'll <laughs> take a video and record it for you uh, um we That'd might we might record the podcast and put it up on youtube but we won't be doing a live show of it just because i like to keep um two beers deep should be a live show i feel like two beers deep is a sports talk show where people um obviously you know everyone if you're not watched the show before you watch the comment section of any of the past shows 
EJ is a regular commenter, and he's Brett's cousin, um, one of my very good friends, and he loves to comment in. I feel like sports commentary deserves the aspect of interaction. I think sports commentary deserves the commenting and the going about, too. Um, so we will always keep Tubers Deep somewhat live um, in some form or fashion, but the audio, the podcasting guys on iTunes and all that stuff is the real you know, what we really started it all for. Um, and that's, for some weird reason, Greg's favorite part is the podcasting. He doesn't even like videos, hence why the microphone is up here the entire time. But, all right, so guys. So no one can see my face. So no one can see his face. Hmm. I won't watch it unless it's live. Well, Matt, maybe you'll still listen to it. Exactly. Because you don't watch a podcast. <laughs> guys, thank you so much. This has been Two Beers Deep. Boom. I'm going to leave you with the image of Greg while I go shut off the camera.